The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. I hear you are entering the ministry, the woman said. Down a long table to a young man who would eventually become the famous pastor and author, Frederick Buechner. I hear you are entering the ministry, she said, meaning no real harm. Was it your own idea, or were you poorly advised? The same might be asked of you this morning, especially if you were just caught enjoying the Beatitudes. Or worse, if you have been seen following Jesus. After all, if you follow Jesus, your short-term prognosis is grim. Jesus said it himself. My disciples are poor in spirit, often mourning and always meek, yearning for righteousness, holiness, mercy, and peace, but getting just the opposite, insults, wounds, lies, and hate. So this morning, was it your own idea to follow Jesus, or were you poorly advised? On some Sunday, in some church somewhere, I hope that you have heard that the Beatitudes describe our life and not our work. That distinction is very important. The Beatitudes describe who we are right now, not what we have to do. The Beatitudes describe what we have been given by God right now, not what we have to earn. The Beatitudes describe where we live right now. Heaven is ours today, not as pay or merit, 
but as gift and blessing, and that gift and blessing is as sure as Christ himself. So the Beatitudes describe our life as being blessed already, as being rich in real time at 20 minutes after the hour on a cold Sunday morning, the 29th of January. You have been given the winning ticket today, and you can cash it in for a lump sum tomorrow, just as soon as you get to heaven. But between now and then, between getting in and getting paid, the kingdom of heaven often hurts. And Jesus is quite upfront about that today. If you follow me as my disciple in my kingdom right now, then you will spend an awful lot of your life sad, unsatisfied, unpopular, and wounded. So why would you take the pain? Was it your own idea to follow Jesus, or were you poorly advised? As an older man, Beekner wrote this to his younger self. The answer that she could not have heard, even if I had given it, was that it was not an idea at all, neither mine nor anyone else's. It was a lump in the throat. It was an itching in the feet. It was a stirring in the blood at the sound of rain. It was a sickening of the heart at the sight of misery. It was the clamoring of ghosts. It was a name which, when I wrote it out in a dream, I knew was a name worth dying for. Even if I was not brave enough to do the dying myself, and could not even name the name for sure. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you a high and driving peace. I will condemn you to death. So why take the pain of following Jesus in this life to be condemned to death. Whose death? And that is the surprise. You are condemned to Jesus' death, not your death. And that is what makes Jesus and his church different from every other Messiah and every other religion and every other idea on this earth. Jesus dies to save sinners. No other Messiah did that. Jesus gives his death to sinners for free. No other religion does that. Jesus admits his disciples to heaven right now, 
No idea can do that. Jesus leads his disciples through this life in humility and gentleness and mercy and holiness and peace toward the comfort and fullness and satisfaction of seeing God face to face for eternity. By making us his siblings, fellow children of God, he is the one and only Savior and no one else and nothing else can do that. Like Jesus, to the unknowing, you are a fool. To the would-be rulers, you are a threat. And to the demons, you are a nightmare. So expect to suffer in this life, in body and in soul, just like Jesus. And then, as you suffer, rejoice. Rejoice that Jesus condemned you to his own death, and he pulled you into his tomb, and then he pulled you out again at his resurrection, which is no real suffering at all. That gift was given to you at your holy baptism and is nourished in you at this holy supper and then you take these holy things on your walk home to heaven. And in between, from right now until right then, from the time you get your ticket to the resurrection until the time you cash it in, you are just like Jesus. You are a beatitude. That is, you are a blessing, a joy, a holiness in this world. You are beautiful, not because of you, of course, but because of him, because Jesus made you beautiful with his death and his forgiveness. And now the only thing that matters in this life is what Jesus thinks of you. And he thinks of you as absolutely wonderful. He thinks of you as holy. So even when you suffer, in the end, all is well. After all, it wasn't your idea to be here. It was his. And you weren't poorly advised. You got the best advice ever. Come, follow me, and live. And so we do, knowing that, come what may, we are in God's hands, already and always. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.